Welcome back to another episode of the EFFL podcast, week number 15. Sean, it has been a long time since we have recorded an episode. How are you doing on this fine evening? It's been 83 years. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I was actually thinking of that meme, but I couldn't remember how many uh, years they say in that meme, so I didn't say it. So I'm actually really glad that you just said that because it feels like that. Actually, let me proofread that. I totally took, <laughs> took a guess. <laughs> yeah, that was something I was I was thinking about. 84, just, I was off uh, by a year. God damn it. See, that's why I didn't say anything, but I'm still glad you brought it up because that was actually what I was thinking when uh, you texted Playoff Pod to our, our group text. I was like, it's been however many years. Yeah, so that's pretty funny. I'm glad you, you brought Got that up. Catch enough to do. We do. Uh, unfortunately, our uh, fearless leader, Dakota, cannot be with us today. He was uh, rigging a game of, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what sport he was reffing, but he was Pickle doing ball. something. Is it pickleball? Okay. Bocce so he's ball. rigging <laughs> croquet. croquet. He's a croquet. I think he's, I think he's a basketball ref. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he probably was taking some payment to, you know, have a few yeah. calls go certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Betting on the games, I'm sure. Right. So unfortunately, Dakota can't join us. Um, we're hoping to get Dakota back on um, at least before the end of this season or the postseason. Um, but, you know, he's he definitely has a, a busy schedule. He's raising the future of the EFFL. Um, so that is no small task. So, Sean, we have a lot to get, get into, though. Let's do it. All right. So we're going to start things off. We're going to go through the power rankings here. I'm just going to do a brief recap because if we sat here and we did all of the recaps for all the weeks we've missed, we would be here until this time tomorrow, I'm sure. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, we we missed out a lot. But, hey, we're here now and we're just going to go ahead and and give you guys some uh, history on some of these uh, these different teams. So we're going to start all the way at the bottom in the basement. Uh, and this is going to be the Beast Coast Sopranos. I can't really remember what they were called before. The Goodfellas. Um, the Goodfellas, okay. Uh, and that is Jeff Stone. And Sean, in the uh, the comment section here, you said that the rapist curse lives on as Jeff goes down for the fifth consecutive week. This is This whole season, I think both me and you were very high on Jeff. And you could say that we were stoned on Jeff, <laughs> but something happened. I thought his team was was trending in the right direction. Clearly, the last five weeks have not been kind to Jeff as he, <laughs> I think he's the only team that has never made the playoffs besides Joseph. Um, and yep. that streak continues. Never in any EFFL history. Um, yeah, he, his team, if you look at his roster, it's pretty well constructed uh you know he, he doesn't really have any super glaring weaknesses um you know he's got herbert who kind of disappointed for most of the year but you know justin jefferson's still doing really well as himself and um you know kenneth walker has probably been the the waiver wire pick of the, of the year um oof <laughs> former uh former uh player whatever of yours called. Yeah. <laughs> whatever my team's called now i don't remember isaiah pacheco who uh he traded for um with uh christian castle he's he's been turning it on um you know mike evans zay jones pat fryermuth who he traded odell for you know he's he's made some really good savvy moves but uh hasn't translated the wins and uh you know he's, he's lost five in a row um 
I thought it was going to be his year, but uh, you know, he's he's got the worst record in the league now, and uh, you know, the rapist curse it just continues to live on. Uh, one stat I, I was looking up is that teams that rostered Deshaun Watson or were the last team to roster him before someone else picked him up, I think they're a combined like one in twelve on the year. Jesus. <laughs> I think Albert was like one in five with him before dropping him. Alexander, I think, went 0 2. Um, John went 0 2. Jeff's gone 0 2. Um, so it's, uh, it, it, I think Alexander may have gone 0 3, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, don't pick up, don't pick up rapist. That's the biggest lesson learned. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, the thing with Jeff is that, one that's that is like an insane stat and i cannot believe that that is true um but it is but i feel like jeff he's suffering from you know an even deeper curse than picking up the rapist and that was drafting a fullback very early on in the first or one of the first effl uh seasons the brian um, leonard curse the brian leonard curse and i don't think he has ever gotten past that so now he's just kind of adding, and I, I, I have a bad feeling that this Deshaun Watson rapist curse is going to affect Jeff in, in for years to come. So I, I'm not feeling too good about Jeff's chances, um, but it's uh, definitely a very disappointing end to a season. And I think at the end he was kind of just throwing, you know, everything at the wall, hoping something would stick. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah, he just couldn't turn the ship around. The, like the curse might put him in last for a second straight year. Yeah, it's really looking that way. It is definitely looking that way. And um, he does have a couple other teams that, you know, he could at the very best, I guess, tie with. And then I guess it would go down to overall wins. Um, but, or wait, do they have a constellation? They do have a constellation ladder. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he, uh, if he loses this week, he'll be in the last place game next week. Oh, God. <laughs> I, think, I think we'll be seeing this uh this next guy in that uh <laughs> that game as well um the thing is is that i don't think there is a team on this uh power rankings that has made as many attempts to right the ship as bruno has this year um the urban legends just never got anything going they just couldn't they couldn't pick up any steam for the entire season and you know, he he ended up finally uh, having, as, as you state here, you know, Russell Wilson finally coming through. But it's just too late uh, for Bruno. It's like everything he tried to do, it just seems like nothing ever worked. Um, and on paper, I feel like his team really wasn't all that bad. And he did do some moves that I think really did improve his team. But unfortunately, there's just nothing to show for it. Um, so really, besides... Um, you know, his ability to talk some smack. He really didn't do anything all that well, uh, at least nothing really translated well besides that. Um, so it's really, it's a puzzling team. Uh, I feel like, I kind of feel like he should have been better than his record showed, but at the end of the day, I think his quarterback position ended up doing him in. Um, his time as the QB factory never really panned out. Couldn't agree more. You know, the, the, the story of the, the, uh, the season for Bruno was that QB position and he just 
could never get any good production from there besides Russell Wilson last week. But, you know, like you said, too little, too late. Um, he did make some really good trades, I thought, over the course of the season that really panned out. Um, trading for Tony Pollard uh, ended up being incredible for him. Um, Ayuk and, and Debo and, and Christian Kirk ended up being an excellent wide receiver trio. Um, and Jamal Williams, you know, he, he's leading the league in touchdown uh rushing touchdown so um yeah like you said he's, he's got talent on here um lamar getting injured it just <laughs> too many <laughs> too many failures at the qb position that did him in but um i do like him to bounce back in uh in 2023 and i, I think he could actually make some noise in the constellation ladder yeah i think so too and i think that the thing with bruno is that I feel like he was very unlucky this year. He did make some serious mistakes, like spending big on Teddy Bridgewater, who lasted all but three plays. Uh, That was a big mistake. (laughs) Shouldn't have done that. Uh, I think that he was also very quick to move players. And I know it might be hypocritical to say, because I think we were kind of like questioning this move when uh, Justin Fields was moved um, and wondering why, I guess, Albert got Justin Fields. but he probably should have just tried to wait on some of these moves and let them settle and see what would happen. Um, because if he ended up with Justin Fields, we might be we might be talking about Bruno sneaking into the playoffs um, with having that much production. If he just would have held off a little while longer, um, I feel like he kept other quarterbacks on his roster that really they're not really doing much of anything. Like Mac Jones, I feel like at least you know keep Fields and try to have the upside there, but. I just feel like, you know, there was definitely some moves that maybe he shouldn't have made and he made a little bit too quickly um, to try to overcompensate for for certain areas. Um, but it's it's kind of just a bizarre season for him. And it just seemed like he did field a different roster every single week. Um, but there was just no like continuity there. It was very odd. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, before for a while, he was also leading the league in points against. He was <laughs> he had a really rough <laughs> schedule. Um, Patrick Stone and, and Jeff have since uh, surpassed him in terms of uh, a rough schedule and uh, unluckiness. But um, yeah, also fields trading fields away was it's probably the, the dagger to his season. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, Bruno, it was fun going into the uh, the chat with you. Hopefully, we can get Bruno on at some point in time yeah. too, because I would love to just get his opinion of of how things were this year. And we never got to to talk to him about how he liked the auction draft and yeah, um, you know, just kind of get his input. So, and I definitely just want to you know pick his brain a little bit about our our meme battles too. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. Uh, kept Legendary. the chat really. Yeah, kept the chat very uh, non-PC and very fun. Um, That's very entertaining. Um, So, Bruno, unfortunately, uh, you're not in the playoffs this year, but I feel like you'll come back next year stronger than ever. So, Sean, talking about daggers, uh, I don't think anyone stabbed themselves more times in the stomach than (sighs) Joseph Cassano, the 2017 Cleveland Browns. Joseph and I think Sean I think you said if Joseph didn't make a single trade this year he would be in the playoffs right now let me let me read out his team week one all right before any of these moves well actually preseason he also okay so first right after the draft he traded away Damian Pierce one of the top rookies of the year for Clyde Edwards Hilaire oh god 
who ended up being a huge bust. He had Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Cam Akers. All right, that, that was a bust. But also Jamar Chase, Darnell Mooney, who eh, turned it on briefly but then died. Christian Kirk, who ended up being one of the biggest surprises of the year. Dallas Goddard. Um, Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of rough. Yeah, that was a rough one. He had Jacoby Brissett the whole season, um, and then on his bench, Isaiah Spiller didn't really do anything. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling ended up being um, pretty decent for for Christian Castle. Um, Joshua Palmer, um, who eventually uh, had a couple good games later in the season. Wandale Robinson, who I ended up picking up and was serviceable for a couple of weeks, but then died. And uh, David Njoku, who's been uh, huge for Bruno um, down the stretch. Yeah, he, he had a lot of talent that uh, he let get away there. Yeah, that's – man, there's there's a lot of, uh, of controversial moves that were made this year, I think. But I feel like Joseph definitely is, is spearheading that. He looked like he was going to be one of the top teams early on. You know, you reading off those players, I mean, there was some serious talent on Joseph's team, and he got rid of that talent as quickly as he could. He ditched it as fast as he could. He was leading the league in overall wins and, and points for a hot second beginning of the season. And, and I'd always say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But he, he, he tried to fix tried it. To fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, one of the most egregious moves, I think, came after a trade that I had with uh, Alexander, um, which I, at that point in the season, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in a second, but at that point in the season, I was just trying to get a strength in one area of my team and just try to to make it by, make a push. Uh, ultimately, that didn't work out for me, but with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to uh, Alexander, uh, he was used as a trade piece in order to get Jalen Hurts. Uh, from Joseph. So Joseph essentially traded his best player, the, the the probably, you know, the MVP this year in the league. He leads the league in points. Yeah, he gave away the top player, the one he spent a shit ton in the draft for. $70. Now, to be fair, I did spend $100 on Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> ended up injured. But the thing is, is that I don't think that he gave himself much of a shot after trading Jalen Hurts. Um, he may have already kind of been close to out of it anyway. Um, but I mean, at five and nine, he was still knocking on the door. He still could have turned it around. And I just don't see uh, why you move on from Jalen Hurts. And especially, you know, if you look at some of the trade offers that I sent him from Jalen Hurts, and it was, he would have gotten a lot more. He would have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo and a lot more than what he received. Um, and I'm kind of salty about that. I just don't really understand that move at all. Like, it's great for Alexander that he made it. Um, but for Joseph, it's like that just to, to me, I think you're thinking too hard. I mean, you're getting rid of your best asset uh, and really you're just not improving your team at all. Um, and I know Bruno's pissed off about that still. So <laughs> not good. That was not good. That was just, you know, the cherry on top of the bad trades that Joseph made this year. And maybe he's not super experienced in fantasy football, so I don't want to rail on him too no, hard. He is, but, from what oh, I is understand. he? Yeah. Joseph, I don't know how things were done in your other league, but you don't give away the the lead leading scorer, the you know, fantasy football scorer for nothing. 
it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know what you were thinking. And hopefully next year you don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, uh, looked like, ended on a three game losing streak. So what? He was five and six. Um, he made that trade, I think, when he was four and six and then went one and three down the stretch. It's a killer. Man. Yeah, not good. Definitely not good. So, uh, Joseph, what are we going to do with you? I think, you know, I, I do think he's, you know, savvy enough to, you know, draft a good team. And if he, as long as he doesn't shoot himself in the foot next year, I, I do like him to, to bounce back. Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel like with, uh, with Bruno and Joseph, they seem active enough to, you know, one, keep on top of the waiver wire. Um, and two, to, to make moves that make sense. I feel like both of them are capable of doing that. Right. Um, you know, that's why I'm so confident that Bruno's going to turn it around next year just because he's super active and he ex- literally explores every single possible move that he can make. Right. Um, and I feel like Joseph is like that too, but I just think that he needs to dial it back a little bit for next year and not trade away his entire roster for Saints players. <laughs> <laughs> So, or Colts players, too. yeah, or Colts players. Maybe not trade for two of the worst teams in the league as players. Like I get it, they're going to be playing their players until the end of the season. But if they suck, what's the point? So, yeah. And unfortunately, Sean, this uh, this next team, the Earthquakers, which is my team, um, ended the season on a high note. I would say it did. You played spoiler. Um, I did. I got to knock out Dakota, who's been talking a lot of shit this year in the private text. Um, and I was able to knock him out. So he is uh, hes going to be in the loser bracket with me. Um, hopefully we get to play again and I get to beat him again. Um, but besides that, this was just kind of a, a weird year. Um, one, uh, the quarterback position was definitely a huge uh, miss for me. Uh, trading away Jimmy Garoppolo proved to be pretty costly. Um, I feel like I was trying to avoid that the best I could, but with injuries to Cooper Cup, um, with the Colts just completely ruining uh, Jonathan Taylor, and he just wasn't healthy really this entire year. Uh, Nick Chubb basically dropped off a cliff for the last few weeks. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he. I mean, he's playing with Deshaun Watson, so of course that curse obviously gets uh, you know, pushed over to him, which was really not great for me. Um, there's just yeah, I, f- I feel like I I made some good trades. I didn't make a ton because um, I I was pretty confident with my team. Uh, I liked the uh, the skill position players I had. I mean, at, at one point in time, I had you know Jonathan Taylor, I had uh, Damian Pierce. And I had, uh, you know, Nick Chubb when he was not under the rapist curse. Um, and I had Cooper Cup. And I felt like I was I was in a good position where if all of my skill position players just performed how you would expect them to, I'd be fine. Um, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out in the end. I, I was kind of similar to my team last year, only there wasn't as high upsides with, with this one. Um, tight end position also killed me. Taysom Hill had one good week, and I just yeah. <laughs> couldn't move myself off him, so... Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, you had a a really interesting strategy going into um, or out of the draft with going all in on uh, top assets, which um, you know usually they're they're the uh, the safest bets there, um, and if they hit, you know they hit right, and and uh, you know if 
Taylor didn't bust um, and, and Cup stayed healthy, you know, you, and then Eckler, if, if you know, you'd have a huge like top four on your roster. But uh, the, the, the bust killed you there, you know, with Taylor busting and Cup getting injured. Um, and like you said, the QB position, it, it just it didn't pan out. But um, I can't fault you for the strategy at all. Yeah, I mean, I feel like at the end, you know, having the the big three uh, running backs, I really felt like that gave me my best chance because my logic was that those three players were going to get very close to the same production that I would have had with, I guess, my entire team or with the players that I, I traded away. Um, so everything else on top of that would have been bonus, but it just it just didn't work out. And I just felt like that was my last chance to really make some noise. Um, you know, Cooper Cup injury, I think, really did me in. Yeah. Um, if I had he him, he was. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. was just solid every single week. Um, you know, part of me does kind of regret trading away um, Godwin. Uh, I feel like that maybe wasn't my best move. If I would have kept Godwin and kept Walker on the roster, maybe things would have been different. Mm. Um, but you know, dropping Walker, yeah, very, very underrated how that, uh, derailed your season. Yeah. I mean, that would have essentially made huge piece. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have had to make moves and I feel like maybe if I would have done that, it would have been okay, but yeah, it just kind of is what it is. So another disappointing season for me, but I am glad that I got, uh, Dakota to be eliminated. Um, I did have a question for you though. What do you think of the name earthquakers? I do like it. I, I love the logo. I love the uh, you know, your master photoshopper. <laughs> I, I, I think it's very sharp. Um, what is your uh, uh, the the, uh, the background behind Earthquakers? Um, it was basically uh, I was looking at the uh, the oatmeal box and I was like, hey, you know, I'm I'm calling myself the uh, the grounds crew, and the ground is you know the earth. So I was like, hey earthquakers and i can put a photoshop of uh, austin eckler on here it is a very sharp photoshop by the way um what was what was the uh, the background i meant to ask because we haven't done this in a while what was the background behind grounds crew uh grounds crew just because i was going to a uh, heavy ground attack um uh, with the three big three uh it just felt appropriate like i know like uh you know bruno used to have the wide out university even though his wide outs were like really like not all that great um, so maybe that wasn't the best to model after, but I was like grounds crew. That, that sounds pretty, pretty cool. So I did kind of, no, yeah, I like this. I, I, I like, uh, this is a name I feel like you could keep for next year that or, or, or return to the bullies. Yeah, I did like the bullies. I just felt like we weren't bullying a lot of people. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I was like, yeah, I no. gotta change it. Yeah, I do like this. I, I think you should keep it for next year. I think it's sharp. I, I'm kind of liking it. I like the, the single you know, single word. I think it looks very clean. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think it's yeah. going to stick for next year until I get a ton of losses and I change it up again. <laughs> so, and next on the list, Sean, we do have the team that I kicked out of the playoffs and that is my Rip. division rival. Cooking Cousins, Dakota Orf or Dad, Dad Coda. Coda. We- <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dad Coda. Um, he is, uh, yeah, he's he's basically just out of the playoffs now. And I think the the biggest thing with Dakota is that his team just was not flashy. Mm-hmm. It was good if he was in the right matchup. Uh, 
but it's like his team just had a, a certain it had a very high floor but a very low ceiling low yeah. ceiling yeah very average I, just good enough to hang around all season yeah and i feel like if if things would have went his way and i guess that it kind of applies to everybody but if things would have went his way i feel like he could have consistently no he could have i don't know how i'm going to say this he he could have gotten to where he needed just by scoring his consistent points but because other teams are just having higher outputs it's just he's he just couldn't do anything it just didn't really pan out um i think there was you know there was a, a scenario where this could have worked out for him doing what he was doing but it's just just didn't work out so unfortunately dakota is out of the playoffs he invested a lot of capital into those three running backs with Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and uh, Dalvin Cook, and they just haven't really panned out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, not, not all three of them seem to have a good week at once. It's usually only one of them at a time, and the other two kind of tend to falter a bit. Um, and then Derek Carr has just been a mess. Um, the, <laughs> the, the, he, he's like good few, for a few weeks and then he get, puts up like a negative, you know, 1.42 or, or negative point of you know, zero six. It just, he, he hasn't been great. Um, man, he was close. He was close this week still, despite all that. Um, you know, he felt five points shy. He would have, if he had five more points, he would have had the overall wins tiebreaker over Albert. He would have had the win over you. He would have been in the playoffs. But you know, sometimes that's all, all comes down to. And it, you could look at one play that was determining factor in that um, Raiders Rams game where Carr threw that lollipop interception <laughs> in the, uh, the the red zone. <laughs> that's you know, that's minus four, and you know, ten yards elsewhere. That's the game. Man, I wonder how many how many uh, fantasy teams David Carr ruined. Yeah. Uh, not David, uh, <laughs> Derek, Derek Carr. <laughs> He's playing like David. Yeah, uh, yeah. How many how many teams playoff hopes that he uh, he ruined this weekend? Because holy crap, he I don't even remember how many points he got, but I don't think it was very many, if at all. Yeah, Kirk hasn't Cousins. He did well last week, but uh, he's been inconsistent too. Like, it seems like Derek Carr and uh, Kirk Cousins take turns having bad weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, his wide receiver trio is never really flashy or, or popping off. Mike Williams has been hurt most of the year. Uh, Gallup too. Uh, he, he traded for Godwin, and, and the Bucks have the worst two coaches in the league and bowls in left which dumb and dumber <laughs> as i like to say um so that hasn't helped him but uh it, it just it just seems his team could never fire on all cylinders at once it was either you know half the team was doing well the other half was was not and that just kind of kept him averaged all year yeah and i feel like another thing with with dakota's team he didn't have a lot of good trading assets uh, in my opinion, I just feel like there wasn't anybody on his team. Like, cause sometimes I would go and try to, you know, make a move and it's like, I don't really want anyone on his roster. Right. Like it just wasn't anybody that this is going to make a huge impact on my team. And he just had like a collection of them. Right. I agree. So I feel like that was kind of a huge problem with this team. There was no star powers. Quarterbacks were average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some weeks above average, but it's, I just don't, I don't, I just didn't think his team was all that great. Honestly, mm-hmm. it should have been better with the three running backs, but it just, 
you know, they never really worked out for him. If it was 2021, I think he would have been, you know, much better off. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So average Dakota is in the loser bracket along with myself and, and the others. Um, just a, a rough season or rough ending to the season. It looked like he had a good shot uh, there for a while, but uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, certain things happen at the worst possible times for him and Hunter Henry ended his, uh, his playoff hopes. Next we have the legendary cousin John and cousin the four John. seasons, Antonio Brown, <laughs> the Antonio <laughs> Brown stash, the hash slinging slasher himself, uh, cousin John Lou and cousin John is the top seed in the constellation ladder. Um, what does that really mean? Not much of anything, but he does get a first round buy. So it won't be this week. It'll be next week that he gets to lose. Um, Chance at a better bowl game. Yeah. A little, a little bit more cash. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously out of the, the teams we've read off, he probably has the best team, but you know, John, he's had his own share of, uh, weird moves um one in particular i'm thinking of is when he was drunk and or high at a uh what was it a wedding reception before the wedding it was the night before oh the night before okay and he was you know he had a, a mustache apparently during that time yeah. antonio brown <laughs> i don't think he ever recovered from that night he and i don't think he even remembers McCaffrey. what's that he traded away christian mccaffrey that's right. Yeah. And that ended up being a pretty costly move. He traded for Lamar Jackson, who he sent packing. Um, Travis Etienne, who had a couple good weeks and kind of fell off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. He just, it was just a bizarre season for John. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much of it he remembers, um, but it feels like it was. Uh, I don't know. It just feels like he sh- also kind of shot himself in the the foot a little bit this year. Um, I feel like overall his team was, you know, pretty underwhelming. I mean, six and eight record, you know, it's about this. It's exactly the same that I had. But um, yeah, I feel like he wasn't really lighting the world on fire any week in particular. Um, and yeah, just odd trades. It's weird. It's like, I, I don't really remember his season all that well. I feel like there was, you know, obviously Joseph and Bruno, there's, you know, big time moments for him. Yeah. The biggest thing that stands out for John for me is just, yeah, his, uh, questionable trade. Yeah. He, he, he was also a victim of, uh, or I guess not victim, but enrollee of the, uh, rapist curse. He lost three straight right. because of, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, his team looked pretty decent and, uh, he was looked like what I guess five and five. He he had a shot the playoffs and kind of just fell off a cliff after uh, Deshaun Watson bringing him board on board. But yeah, like you said, his season was kind of a blur. He, he looked like you know first half of the season he was up and down, but it looked like he was turning it around after uh, that weird trade. And um, you know he has Tua, he has Ty Tyreek, you know he, he has talent. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of fizzled down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just bizarre. I mean, even, yeah, even the, some of the players he had Tua has had a weird season, uh, looks really good. Some weeks, some weeks he doesn't. 
you know, obviously he had that whole injury situation that was going on. Um, yeah, just, just bizarre all the way around, but cousin John, welcome to the, the loser bracket. I guess we'll formally welcome you in next week when you get to play, but yeah, no playoffs this year for, for cousin John. And next we have cousin Albert, the sad life of Zach and Bruno's who owes me some kind of prize for eliminating his competition. Um, maybe more so Derek Carr's who he uh, <laughs> needs to thank for that whole situation. Um, as he has clinched the uh, the last playoff seed, the number six seed, and he's going to uh, be facing off against Brandell Smallwood um, in the wild card round. So Albert has also had a very. I'm, I'm looking at his. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at his team image. He has the the Bruno horse. <laughs> yeah, that was a really nice touch. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that that was his uh, his picture. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, well, there goes my train of thought. Um, <laughs> he's he's had a weird season. Uh, obviously, Zach Wilson was one of his uh, his primary players there. Zach Wilson, um, the the milf monger himself, unfortunately was benched because he <laughs> had some of the worst uh, post game interviews. Uh, there's just certain things that you don't say. And you should know as a quarterback that you should just like, you know, take the bullet. He didn't. Um, so Supreme Twink, I think is what uh, Albert called him. He picked him back uh, up. <laughs> oh, did he pick him back yeah. up? <laughs> Maybe oh for good God. luck in the playoffs or something. I guess just to, to maintain that logo. Um, but yeah, just that kind of derailed his season. But he made a giant trade, which we didn't really view it as such at the time when he brought on Justin Fields. I think we mm-hmm. said, yeah, there's some upside there. Yeah, we we panned it pretty hard. Yeah. Looking back, I was like, what is he thinking? Well, Sean, it just goes to show you that both me and you have no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but that ended up being a job. I mean, that's probably the reason why he's in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Because 100%. of that trade. He was one in five and he was the first enrollee into the the rapist cursed, uh, you know, the originator, originator of it. And um, it looked like he was going to be the worst team in the league. Him and Bruno was pretty much going back and forth each week, um, taking turns being the bottom of the power rankings. And then he made that move and it turned his season around. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy that that happened. And it's like in hindsight, like obviously, you know, 2020, but you can understand why Bruno made the move, even though I was just bashing Bruno for, you know, making moves too quick earlier, but you can understand the the thought process there of moving a player that at the time really didn't look like there was much going on. The bears didn't look all that good. Yeah. I, um, I wrote a fields off as a bust by then. Yeah. I think a lot like of people did for his career. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> See, I thought that if he got out of Chicago, he'd be all right. Um, I just feel like there's too much talent there, but you know, it's kind of like a, a Zach Wilson situation, but I feel like Justin Fields is actually a lot more talented than yeah, yeah. Zach Wilson. Um, you know, rocket arm and probably the fastest quarterback, uh, if not one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah. Some of those runs, I mean, that's like Michael Vick, but Michael Vick with some, you know, nitro in his, in his heels. Um, it's yeah. just like pure speed. It's yeah, crazy. Uh, a three-week stretch where he went 30 points, 48 points, 40 points. He was... 
It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's... I realized it was muted. Um, yeah, he, he had a three-week stretch where he put up 30 points, 48 points, 40 points. Like, he was he was dynamite uh, right after that trade. Yeah, I mean, talk about pushing the right button at the right time. Uh, that's just like, man, he... I don't know if he lucked into it. I, I think that, you know, he was obviously curious about Hurt, or Hurt's, uh, about Fields' uh, potential. Um so, I mean, I, I can feel like, you know, he, he kind of made that trade with that idea that, hey, maybe this guy pans out. But I don't think anybody expected that huge of a, a leap um, from one week to a, the other and then having it throughout the rest of the season. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, it's, that's a all-time uh, underrated trade, I think, that, that he made. The other factor uh, in that trade was he also got Ramondre Stevenson, who has also been incredible. Um, he's what I guess, looks like in in PPR. He's like number eight overall, and like wow. as a as a running back in the in the, the league this year, he, he's also been uh, tearing it up. Um, he did get hurt. He I don't know if he'll be here, you know, playing uh in the wild card round. But um, that was another player in the trade. He, he got two great players in that deal that looked like they weren't really much of anything at that time. Yeah, and I mean Bruno could have really used those those players down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's that is brutal, but I mean, hey, good for Albert, you know, getting getting his guys, you know, and making a, a move that was really a, a low risk and high reward type of move at that point in the season. Other players that turned on for him, Christian Watson, he, he didn't really seem like anything and then he just randomly started bopping yeah. off. Um he traded for with me, you know, for Montgomery and T. Higgins. And T. Higgins sometimes disappears. Like he put up zero last week, but uh, he's he's been good this year. And um, Montgomery, he's he's been up and down, but um, he's he's also been decent. Um, he made a trade for Jalen Waddle. Mike White was, you know, seems like a decent pickup at QB now that he lost Kyler Murray for the year. Ooh, um, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about that more in uh, our playoff preview later on. But uh, yeah, definitely. Now, he, he also got Schultz in that deal, I think. Um, yeah, he did. He got he, he got three good players in that deal. <laughs> so we can go back and say that Albert has definitely won that trade in hindsight. I mean, <laughs> Bruno got Pollard, who and probably you know was was, was a I feel just probably the best player in that deal. But Pollard was a good player as well. But he also yeah. got Mac Jones, who has not been good, and oh, Kyle God. Pitts, who has been the biggest bust, um, perhaps Yikes. of the year, um, or one of them at least. But uh, yeah, Albert in hindsight, he definitely won it for sure. I mean, looking yeah, looking back, that is that is pretty awful for Bruno. Like, holy crap, man! But I mean, hey, props to to Albert for one making that move, and then two being patient with the players he had. Like you said with Watson, I mean, he was able to just wait it out. He didn't make any you know rash decisions like I did with with Walker, um, and it paid off for him in the end. Um, so I think that he's he's going to be pretty dangerous going into the playoffs, and it's because of the moves he's made and how he has set himself up. So good job, Albert, and we'll be talking to you in a little bit. Next, we have Alexander Real Hurts Donut. This is uh, my arch nemesis because he traded away my precious Jimmy G to get Jalen Hurts, which I offered so many fucking times, but <laughs> whatever. 
<laughs> whatever. Somehow he ended up with Jalen Hurts, which is crazy. But you know what, Sean? I'm happy I took Austin Eckler away from him. And I'm happy he's going into the playoffs having to rely on Jalen Hurts. And he will not have Austin Eckler in this uh, in this playoff game. Um, I'm happy about that. But Alexander, he made some serious trades this year. Some good, some bad. He broke the league record for trades. Guess how many trades he made this season? I'm going to say 17. Close. 22. Holy crap. 22 trades, which is completely unheard of. Off the top of your head, do you know what our previous record was? I think... I want to say like 5 to 7... Holy crap. Such a huge discrepancy. Huge. Trading was just jumped tenfold this year. And, you know, I think we talked about this before, but I feel like it's due to the auction draft. I feel like that just creates more. Much more variety in teams. Yeah. So people are trying to get needs. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. So 20, you said 21? 22. 22. God. And Brandon and Dakota tied for the least with two trades. Okay. And I think I beat that because I made some like stupid trade for like an uh, injured player. I think Joseph was second with 15. You had six. I had six. I know yeah. a couple of those were just BS trades. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yep, so 22. 22 trades and it translated into a fifth seed in the playoffs. Well, no, no, he, he's the second oh, number seed. Two he's seed. just, he's oh, just fifth in fifth the, the power, uh, power rankings. rankings. Yeah. Okay. So number two seed, it translated to the number two seed. Nine wins. A lot That's of moving parts. Franchise record for Alexander after, uh, ending up second to last last year with, uh, he flipped his record around. He was five and nine last year. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. I mean, obviously he went into the season knowing that he had a, he had to make some moves, and and his team is much different than it was when we had him on last time. Right. Um, he I think Lamar. he had still had Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. El Freaky Geeks. El Freaky Geeks. Um, and at the time, he said that he ended up being happy with Lamar, but Lamar ended up, you know, dropping off the planet. We were thinking that he was probably going to be the MVP this year early on in the season. Right. Yeah. It's and, crazy. Uh, he's had the best tight end in the league with Kelsey. Um, remember earlier in the season, he had the the two running backs go down at once with Javante yep. Williams and Cordell Patterson, and we were thinking, oh no, like the, he, his season might be on the downturn. But he uh, he made some moves that uh, helped him stay afloat and uh, helped him secure that that first round buy. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. That is huge for him. Um, but I'm just I'm hoping that I I damaged his team just enough <laughs> by making that trade with him. But it's it's going to be hard to say. I mean, I feel like that move for Hertz is just so big for his team. Yeah, I know it cost uh, AJ Brown to do it, but it's worth I just it. Feel like he's yeah, the best player in the so league this it. season. He's the MVP, yeah. and you know that that's a, that's a potential championship winning move right there. Sure, it is. Yeah, I just feel like that's such a huge uh, acquisition to make that late in the season. Um, at the trade just, deadline, yeah, yeah. I mean, having that now, I mean, you you could be getting thirty points or more out of the the quarterback there, and that just goes along with already a you know a, a championship or playoff caliber team. Um, so I feel like Alexander is going to be a very difficult out in this uh, in this playoffs and. I agree. Uh, he, yeah, he might be one of the the favorites. I think to to win the whole thing. 
So next, we have Jeff's brother, Patrick Stone, the Butchers. Uh, Patrick, and, and this is what is uh, said here in the, uh, the power rankings. It says, Patrick closes out the regular season, best in the league in both overall wins and points, and will play against the number four seed, Christian Mick Cream, or I'm sorry, Christian Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Patrick he is I think both me and you were very high on Patrick this year Uh, he made a a good move obviously pairing up Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase Uh, I think he had Jamar Chase only for a couple weeks before he got hurt but I believe Jamar Chase is back again um And he just feels it feels like he did just a really good job overall with his team uh, from the get go. I just feel like his team has just been strong throughout the entire year. I feel like he is better than his record. Um, But, you know, he did have some injuries there and, um, you know, certain things didn't go his way. But I feel like he is also um, I I feel like he's also going to be a tough out in the, the playoffs this year. Um, I just feel like he does have the team to do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, if, if he ends up going pretty far in this uh, this postseason. Yeah, he was the uh, number one overall seed last year, and uh, he took off right where he left off. Um, he remember uh, during the draft, he drafted the three QBs um, by accident trying to screw with Jeff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. he had he had Burrow, Dak, and uh, Brady, and he traded uh, Dak to me for Kyle Pitts. Um, but he was out of cash for most of the draft and he ended up really <laughs> somehow <laughs> locking into um his roster um just I, I i don't know if it was luck or savviness but uh you know jacobs he got for um let's see how much six bucks and he's been um one of the best running backs this year yeah um, that's a huge value tyler lockett he got for uh let's see next to nothing it's one dollar um amari cooper he got for eight bucks um, so he, he really, you know, went, um, bargain hunting, um, with the rest of his roster after screwing it up and he really recovered well. Um, and, uh, what these, despite the record, like, I think one thing that's been underrated, um, or flying under the radar is that he leads the league in points against, like he's had the toughest schedule in the league, um, this season. Um, you wow. know, yeah, him and him and Jeff actually. Um, but uh, he <laughs> stones. <laughs> but uh, Patrick has had the roster to to back it up and get him to eight wins. Um, if he had an easier schedule, he could definitely have you know have had a, a case for the number one overall seed. Um, yeah, he's got a yeah. good roster for sure. Yeah, yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. You know, that was one of the teams that I feel like I feel like both of us were just really high on him the entire year too. Um, both stone brothers, but yeah, Patrick, I just, yeah, I feel like he has a really good shot. You know, I didn't know the, the toughest schedule, uh, thing, but yeah, he, he lost five impressive. in a row at one point and he was still putting up points, but he was just getting outscored in shootouts. Um, but yeah. there was like a, uh, earlier in the season, I guess maybe middle of the season, he was putting up like 150 points for like three or four straight weeks. Wow. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Man, so Patrick in the playoffs going up against Christian McCream Castle. <laughs> and next we have the defending EFFL champion, 
Brandon Tambori, a.k.a. Brandel Cunningham, a.k.a. Brandel Smallwood. Devontae's Inferno. Brandon's season started off very bad, like it did last year. And we know what happened last year. He ended up winning the championship. Is he on his way to title number two, Sean? I mean, he started two and four both seasons and uh, ripped off, you know, a huge win streak down the stretch last season. And he's doing the same thing again. You know, history's repeating itself. He's on a, in the middle of a six game win streak. Um, and I, he was actually one of the teams that uh, a lot of teams, uh, a lot of the other owners liked in the draft. I think he was number two in the uh, preseason coaches poll. Um, wow. after the uh, the draft and um, he, he uh, him and I both had the same strategy we uh, we waited we we let everyone kind of uh, pick each other apart and bid each other up in the in the draft and then we kind of feasted on the some good quality players um, for huge discounts and that definitely helped his roster he's, he's got a good team overall um, Stefan Diggs Devonte Adams um, Devontae Foreman was a huge pickup for him. That was a very underrated uh, waiver wire pickup this season. Um, J.K. Dobbins he got for next to nothing, and now he's back healthy, and that's a you know, wow. good starting running back. He made a huge trade earlier in the season um, for Trevor Lawrence. Which um, panned out. Panned yeah. out huge. Yeah, he traded Aaron Rodgers for uh, Aaron Jones and Trevor Lawrence, and Lawrence has been you know definitely better than Rodgers this year, and Aaron Absolutely. Jones, you know, that's a – it's a good starting running back right there. So, yeah, it's a big um, time trade. Zeke's been better this year than he was last year. He's scoring touchdowns each week, um, and so he's he's definitely, you know, he he, he cruised to the Central Division Championship. He's got a good team and uh, definitely uh, could repeat for sure. Yeah, I definitely am feeling that uh, he he is a uh, he's definitely a powerhouse now. I feel like his team is now firing on all cylinders and. I just, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Brandon, he just, he knows how to, to turn it on at the, the right time. And he did it again this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how he matches up um, going, into, uh, going into this week. And now, Sean, we have the number one seed, which is the real deal himself, the commissioner, and the owner of the Pomeranians. Sean, this was like, this seemed like a magical year for you. I mean, 10 and four, it's just a huge turnaround from, you know, where we were at last year. Uh, You were talking about your strategy. It seems to have paid off. The trade for Dak was obviously huge. Um, I know you didn't have him for, you know, a few weeks there earlier on in the season, but um, how excited are you to, to be, you know, not having to play this week? And, and heading into, uh, I guess, next week's uh, playoff round. Having the buy is just so nice. I uh, This is my best fran- uh, record in franchise history. Wow. Um, yeah, so I'm just very, very excited. Definitely a, a huge turnaround from, from last season when I uh, got knocked out by Jeff Stone to uh, <laughs> miss the playoffs going six and eight. But I did win the consolation ladder, and I was hoping, you know, that uh, – winning that consolation ladder would uh, help propel me to uh, a good start in – 2022 and and i was started six and oh um you know the, the draft seemed like it was going excellent um uh went four and four down the stretch so uh kind of sputtered a bit but um i do really like where my roster is at 
And uh, I feel like in terms of moves, uh, there's nothing really left for me um, to do or have done. Um, and so it's now it's just uh, let the let the dust settle and see uh, what happens. What happens? Yeah, let the players play. Let them hash it out on the field. Yeah, that's it's impressive. Like it, it just feels like um, your team's just been so consistent, but it just has a lot of firepower on it. Um, and it just I don't know. I feel like that that strategy that you um, that you did this year in the draft, I feel like a lot of people are going to be, you know, listening in and, and looking at that, um, both you and Brandon and, and probably changing up how they attack next year's draft. I'm very curious to see, um, you know, the different strategies that uh, people are going to try and maybe someone's going to take advantage of, you know, people that are waiting. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be very interesting, but um, I feel like for, uh, you know, this first year in our auction draft, it definitely seems like both you and Brandon have gotten the most out of your teams and have made, you know, crucial moves when it when it has mattered. Um, and just really, um, you know, your move for for Mark Andrews, I thought was really uh, spectacular. Just, you know, you're already doing really well. You have a chance to, you know, add a, a top player to your team, um, you know, and you made that move. And I just feel like there's uh, just some good, really good things that um, that you've done this year. Um, so enjoy your week off and, uh, you know, I know that you guys will be ready to play the following week and hopefully compete for a a championship. Speaking of the draft, I am curious how, um, the draft is going to go next season in terms of, uh, how people will adapt from this season. Like, I wonder, you know, if there's going to be overcorrections, right. Are people going to wait too long or, uh, I know QB killed a lot of people this year. So, you know, our our QB is going to become, um, overpaid um and then you know people will sweep a uh, high talent elsewhere at other positions so i am curious to see the uh the uh windfall effects of uh of how you know next year goes going from this year yeah honestly next year just because of yeah just because of what you just said it actually might have more discrepancies next year um because of the overcorrections and because um of what people know now it's just going to be odd because, you know, things will obviously pan out different every year. Um, but yeah, I think next year's draft might be way more unpredictable than this year's, which is just kind of crazy because, you know, this was our first time doing it. So I feel like, yeah, next year, I think it's going to be wild and I'm already kind of looking forward to it. Obviously, I don't want to overlook this season, but um you know, hey, my season's kind of done, so I can go ahead and still do that. Like a but. good bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still, I still can can do make some noise in the, you know, the constellation, uh, you know, you bracket a, and the better bowl game you get, you know, the better cash prize you get. So still insane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I feel like my team is still capable of putting up points. So I'm gonna set my lineups and um, and try to put myself in the the best spot, but. Um, yeah, definitely great season so far for you, Sean. And I guess we'll uh, yeah we'll see what what happens. And next we have the number one ranked team power rankings wise, and that is still at the five, uh, Flyers game playing basketball apparently on ice, which seems really dangerous. And I don't really know how that would work with bouncing the ball on the ice. But Christian McCream Castle himself, aka the son of Taysom Hill himself the New Jersey football team and Christian enters the 2022 EFFL playoffs as the number four seed. And he's going to be going up against Patrick 
Uh, Christian has kind of had a somewhat quiet season as well. Um, I think he did talk a little bit of trash when it was me and his matchup in the chat. Um, but much like the stones approach, they are just complete ghosts in the chat. You never hear anything. They never react to anything. And, um, you know, you have to wonder if they're still breathing sometimes, but Christian castle, he's never around for podcasting, um, which is highly disappointing, but he is showing up for game day. He's making the right moves. I feel like he's more engaged this year than he was last year. I don't know if, if you've noticed that. No, I did notice that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe it's just, you know, a little bit of fair weatherness going there. His team's doing much better this year. Maybe he's kind of just more into it because of that. Or maybe the two are related. Maybe his team is doing better this year because he's, you know, plugging players in where they need to go. Right. But his team has been very impressive. Uh, he definitely, uh, he was on a really good hot streak there for a while. I'm not sure if he, you know, still continued that. But it looked like he came in second in overall wins uh, with 103. Yeah, he was six and one down the stretch to close out the season. Um, Man, last seven games, and he only scored under a hundred twice the whole year. So he's he's been consistently good. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he's one team I think is going to be real dangerous in the playoffs. He he has a really just well constructed roster. He didn't make a ton of moves this year. He's probably I think made the least moves by far out of all the teams in the league. But he drafted a solid team and. They, they've been producing all year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive to see. And uh, I think that this matchup first Patrick is going to be really interesting. Uh, oh, that yeah. honestly is kind of standing out. Yeah. I mean, I just think that that's going to be really, really, really interesting to see what, how that pans out. Because I think both of those teams have high potential for, you know, high uh, point uh, output there. So. Well, I guess we'll see how Christian goes. Um, quiet season, but I mean, he he got work done. What can you say? Yeah, was, I mean, he's probably you know the best division in the league. You know, he, me, Christian, Patrick, um, putting up points each week. He's uh, his team is solid. Yeah, he's he Mahomes, um, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders. He got Hopkins for super cheap, and now he's back from suspension. DK yeah. Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Kittle. Goff, who's been one of the biggest surprises of the year. Just very overall. Good, yeah. Yeah. Just very solid roster. Man. So good for good for Christian. Turn it around this year, and he's gonna have a, a chance to to vie for a championship. And he'll have a really tough uh test this week against Patrick. And that's gonna be one that I'll be keeping my eye out on because I'm really interested to see how that's gonna pan out. Um, but that is basically all of the teams. Uh, and how they are currently ranked in the power rankings going into the wild card round this week. And yeah, so that's that's pretty much it in terms of that. Um, Sean, uh, I'm not sure, uh, are we at the point now where we can welcome in some of our uh, our playoff contestants or are we... Let's uh, do it. Something? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get those contestants in here. Now we are happy to welcome in the number six seed, Albert Lou, aka Cousin Albert, aka the thirstiest man in the EFFL. And we're also going to be welcoming in Brandel Cunningham, 
the last year's champion, the defending champion of the EFFL, the number three seed, who is looking to reclaim his title. Guys, how is it going? It's going well. well. Yeah. I appreciate the intro, too. I never never heard Brandel Cunningham (laughs) before. It's a good one. It was between that and uh, Brandel uh, Smallwood. (laughs) I am thirsty as fuck, usually, but... Um, comparison like apples to oranges, probably cousin John is probably the higher one. Literally, literally. <laughs> After the <laughs> trades he's made, Antonio Brown. Yeah, Antonio Brown. But we so love him. We still love him. John. We so love cousin John. Oh yeah, I'm a fan of cousin John. I like cousin John a lot. Yeah, he's a character. So. Albert and Brandon, I guess Albert, we'll we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, me and Sean were were talking about uh, keys to your season and and what led you to the playoffs uh, this year, and we kind of went back to a trade that you made that ended up in hindsight, even though we were kind of railing on you when it first happened. In hindsight, it is probably one of the most one-sided trades in EFFL history, possibly fantasy, uh, fantasy football history. Um, when you happen to acquire most notable name, Justin Fields, away from Bruno. Um, I guess, you know, one, I'm sorry for doubting you in that situation. Uh, that was an extremely resourceful trade. We praised it heavily um, to kind of make up for uh, the slander that we uh, we kind of had against you earlier on in the season. But, Albert, how crucial was that move for you? Like, what... Can you believe that that Justin Fields has gone off the way he has? Did you even think when you made that trade that that was even a possibility? Ramondre Stevenson as well. Well, I did not. <laughs> On I'll be completely honest. Like you know, me and Bruno were negotiating the trade. I really wanted Ramondre. Like I have him in my other league, and I drafted him in a league. You know, like I think I thought. You know, like you know. He's a more talented back than Damian Harris, you know, like the Patriots invested a second round pick on him and he's shown like even last year, like, you know, he's talented. He can catch the ball and everything. Like he was my focus. Justin Fields was kind of a throw in, like, you know, like I literally told Bruno, like Mariota or Field, I don't care. <laughs> cause like I wanted a quarterback cause like he wanted like, you know, Mac Jones, like, you know, like, you know, well, kind of the whole trading working out. Like, you know, I wanted a quarterback. Like, if I'm going to give up Mac Jones, no, Bruno didn't really want Mac Jones. Like, you know, but, like, he was just part of a deal that I offered, I feel like. But, you know, I did let him decide, you know, between Mariota or Fields. I preferred Fields, but I would have done the deal regardless of who he traded. Um, it's one of those situations where, like, I lucked up a little bit, you know, like, I so got the guy I wanted. I wanted Stevenson. And Bruno, you know, I think it was a fair trade. Like, it wasn't that one-sided. Bruno got Tony Pollard, you know, who's been really good. I think Stevenson, like, kind of bloomed sooner. So in our situations, like, you know, we both knew we were, like, one and five or whatever Bruno was like, you know, we were both like the bottom two teams. I wanted to win now. I could not afford to wait on Tony Pollard to bloom because like I still had high hopes on him. 
but like i'm just like i can't afford like every move i made throughout the season i looked at the bye weeks you know like one reason i wanted a quarterback because like i knew mac jones and at the time mac jones and zach wilson had the same bye i'm like i'll take fields or merida because they had different buys like i was looking like six weeks ahead maybe more than that you know like i did not like, I know a lot of teams in this league, like, struggled with losing a week because they had, like, half their teams on buys. I knew at 1-5, like, you know, I had to take a look, advance in my roster, make sure I had literally, like, you know, very little bye weeks. Like, two quarterbacks I felt comfortable every single week um, besides for your injury. Injuries happen, you know. But, you know, like, I was kind of looking way far ahead because, like, I didn't give up on my team. I didn't love my team, but like, you know, I tried to make moves to kind of look for the future. And in that specific trade, like, you know, I will give Bruno credit for giving me Justin Fields as opposed to Mariota, because like, I'm like, it's your pick. Because like, they both had different bye weeks than my quarterbacks. So I'm like, I'll take either one. Like, you know, at that time, they were both restartable week 13, 14, whatever. I can't remember the bye weeks, you know. Uh, you know, you, you pick the one you give me, and he picked Fields for me, and I think he ended up trading Mariota to Alexander, right? So, like, it just worked out in my favor. Yeah, I think that's interesting that, you know, you're saying that you, you weren't giving up on your team, and, you know, me and Sean were, were talking about this earlier, um, and really, you know, I, I do find it extremely impressive that, you know, you did keep, uh, or at least, you know, you had, you brought on, on Watson, and you know you've kept him on your your roster um and he is oh i drafted him yeah so you i mean you've you know but i dropped him though i gave up on him but then i picked you know you gave him a second chance right and that turned out to be a massive move as well that's a huge asset to have um whenever you have a receiver that's getting you know quite a few touchdowns you know every week for that that stretch of time especially um you know when you're trying to, to make that playoff push, uh, I definitely think that that was, you know, a huge, um, you know, addition to your team as well. Oh, no, I, I mean, he was a second round pick. I mean, uh, I mean, like also like luck comes in, it's fantasy football. Like you never know who's going to really pan out, but like, I know everyone's hyped about Dobbs, you know, but I mean, Watson was hurt in training camp. And he's six four, six five, runs a four three. Like you know, like I, when it comes to rookies, like you know, like I kind of look for those traits. Like you know, I'm not like an NFL scout talent person. Like I don't really know shit <laughs> compared to them. But like you know, it, you know, like you know, you kind of try to bank for like the super athletic guy. Like you know, like you know, I I was watching the draft. You know, like you know, I watch every draft. Um, not the later rounds typically, but like I saw that the Packers trade up for like you know for Christian Watson, I saw something in him, and I just felt like you know like he he was hurt in training camp and Dobbs surpassed him, but I think that was mostly because of injury. Also at you know North Dakota State, you know like he was very raw like as a player, but. Yeah, when I re-picked them back up, I figured Dobbs is hurt, and, you know, like, Rogers like, has to throw. I mean, Lazard has been in the league for how many years? I know he was a number one recruit 
uh, receiver or like at least top five out of high school, but he went undrafted. There's a reason for that. Like, you know, like, you know, he's probably just not that good. <laughs> like, you know, he's probably <laughs> maxed out his potential. I'd rather gamble with like someone. I mean, at the time, obviously Lazard was like taken, you know, but like Christian Watson's like a high upside player. So you kind of just have to throw the darts out, you know, like throw the darts at these athletic players coming out of the draft. I mean, there's been a lot of good rookies this year, like, you know, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, like, you know, but they were top 10 picks, you know, top 15 picks, whatever, you know. But, you know, Christian Watson, like, still a second rounder, that's a high pick. A.J. Brown was a second rounder, like, you know, like, a lot of teams, like, you know, find sub receivers in the second round. So, like, that's kind of my mindset, like, you know, you know, what I have to lose with Christian Watson. I drafted him because I... I guess I liked his profile coming out of college. Like, you know, who doesn't like a 6'4 receiver that runs a 4'3, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, athletic as fuck, you know, like, he's probably more athletically talented than Garrett Wilson and Olave, like, you know, terrible route runner compared to them, you know, but like, you know, like, he's got the traits, so, like, and it's Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Definitely more raw. Yeah, more raw, but like, you know, I got lucky because I got like a chance, a second chance on him. And at the time, like, Rodgers had no one else to really throw it to because Dubs was out and Lazard was injured at one point, too. So, like, you know, but he's been a touchdown machine. Like, whether running the ball, like, he had that 45 rushing, like, I was watching that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's fast. <laughs> he outran everyone just, like, on, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, he's clearly talented. He has the drops issues. He'll drop an easy pass, but, you know, I... It's one of those things, you know, take a chance on, like, a rookie that has physical traits that you kind of hope, like, will materialize. Doesn't always happen, though, you know, like, you know, some rookies have the traits. Was it, what's a Jets receiver that ran a 4-3? Steven at Georgia Tech years ago, second round. You guys know? Uh, Denzel Mims. No, this is way longer before Georgia that. Tech. The only Georgia Tech receivers I remember are Calvin Johnson and Demarius Thomas. I know uh, if we're talking I'm like if we're talking like Bust, there was a Stephen Hill. Bust, Stephen Hill. Yeah, he basically, he was he was a South he was Carolina. a second round pick. No, he was Georgia Tech. Oh, wow, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Georgia Tech student right now, so I, I would prove it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, Stephen Hill was like ran a four three six three six four like you know, so like my yeah you know Christian Hill could be a Stephen Hill, but so far he's scoring touchdowns like crazy. So interesting. Um, Sean, did you have anything uh, you wanted to ask Albert before we kick it over to Brandon? Nothing that I didn't already, I guess, touch or you didn't touch on already. Um, basically, to, to trade. Um, and that really just helped spark your season. Um, what oh, were your thoughts sure. like going from one and five to, to you know, down down the stretch going six and two? Uh, I didn't think it was possible. Like winning that many games in a row. I know Brandon's won like a shit ton in a row. <laughs> like what, seven? <laughs> you know, six but like row, that's yeah. six in a row. Like that would have... Yeah, like, that's hard to do in the EFL. Like, you know, like, we are invested, so, like, you know. Um, no, I mean, I, I just 
I didn't expect it, but I felt confident in my moves, like long term, because like I was looking at it long term, like, you know, I made trades. Me and Bruno both, like, you know, like, yeah, we both were in the same position, but like, and, you know, it was really not to give away our secrets because, you know, but yeah, just if you're one in five, like, you know, like, I know people say start your studs, you know, who cares about bye weeks, you know, but I couldn't afford to lose a single game. So, like, I had to look at buys. I'm like, I'm trying to trade for players that didn't have the same buys, like, you know, even if I give up more or less at the time, you know, like, I'm like, I'll give up more just so I can get a guy that I can start on week 12 or whatever, week 13, because I know, like, you know, that would be kind of close to playoff time. So, like, you know, and then I looked at everyone else's rosters. I'm like, okay, these people have a bunch of buys and this week, you know, I can beat them this week. <laughs> so, like, it's trying to be strategic about the whole thing. I don't think I have the best team, and I never did, but, like, you know, I tried to kind of, you know, uh, claw my way back and, you know, into and somehow make the playoffs, I guess. Using, you know, making moves and picking up free agents and everything, so. And a lot of luck, too, because that's fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy is, like, yeah. It takes a lot of skill, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's more luck than skill. But... If you're lucky and you have skill, then you're in a good shape. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Uh, definitely it improves your chances of being able to win the more active you are, and um, you know, obviously, constantly looking for good moves and, and all that. Um, and with that, we'll we'll go ahead and kick it off to the defending champ, um, who for the early part of the season looked like you know things weren't really trending in the right direction, but things turned around in a hurry. And uh, Brandon, talk about your journey to, to making it back to the playoffs again. Oh, yeah, definitely an unlikely journey. Coming into the year, I thought I had a good team. Several of my picks didn't really pan out. I had Matt Stafford as my starting QB. That did not work out at all. <laughs> had a bunch of guys get hurt, a bunch of just bad picks. And I, yeah, it was not looking good, but I ended up making a couple trades and I think I got kind of lucky on the waiver wire. I picked up a few running backs that just, I kept plugging in and we're having good weeks and I'm on a, looks like I'm on a six game win streak going for seven. Yeah. It's sorry. very interesting. I'm sorry, Sean, were you? No, no, I was going to say you started two and four for the second straight year and you were three and five before ripping off these uh, strict six straight wins. Yeah, I think low-key, a very good move I had was trading for Trevor Lawrence. He's just with the way the scoring in this league is, he's he's done pretty well. He's the number seven ranked QB. So I know he just had a John, huge game last John week. had him, right? Yeah. It was uh, Trevor Lawrence and Aaron Jones for Rodgers. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a steal because Aaron Jones has been he's good still. for me too. And Rodgers, I would assume since that trade, Rodgers has been worse than Trevor Lawrence. So it's like I got Easily. Aaron Jones for free and then oh, Daniel Jones Daniel Jones has also been a top 12 QB I remember getting laughed at when I drafted him <laughs> I remember that <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I kind—I just bid I think I bid three dollars on him just thinking like why not he's gonna put up some points and it's a big QB heavy league and I was not planning to start him but he's now starting for me in the playoffs and he, he got hey, me I mean I've started him pretty much every week now 
At least you didn't end bed two dollars into Sean Watson. Weepest <laughs> curse. Ray, I, I did that because I thought someone would like outbid me. Like I just did it for shits and giggles, you know. But no one did. I'm like, oh fuck, and I immediately dropped him after the draft. I think. <laughs> I'd say the one other thing, my uh, my wide receivers have been very consistent this year. Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams are both two of the top receivers, so I was happy to get both of them in the draft. They've really led me here. My th- number three receiver has kind of been a dart throw. I have Isaiah McKenzie in right now, who I just recently picked up. I was starting DeAndre Carter for a while. That didn't really – he actually had one good game one of the weeks I started him. Rondale Moore got hurt. I had Michael Thomas before that. So I'm just hoping for something out of McKenzie. Absolutely. So, I do have J.K. Dobbins back as well. We'll see how, yeah, that, was how actually, that works something that we were talking about too um you having now uh both of those running backs you have uh Dobbins and uh and Foreman that's that's a pretty formidable uh duo there that you have yeah I mean this week I honestly I didn't even put Foreman in because I also have Aaron Jones as Zeke so I I'm, I have Dobbins in right now I could change it but yeah I don't know it's kind of a a dart throw almost. I've also got Jeff Wilson, P. Ryan, A.J. Dillon. I've got a lot of running backs. Yeah, earlier, Kelman and I were touching we were touching on the fact that uh, you and I kind of had a similar strategy in the draft. We kind of waited um, and let everyone else kind of bid each other up, and then we picked apart uh, good assets for, for pretty cheap. Um, and it was just noticing it really worked out for you in terms of like Zeke, who's been scoring every week, Diggs and, and Devontae Adams, who might be even better than he was last year. Um, you, you, got, you got a really solid team here. And then that Lawrence trade really helped turn your season around. I appreciate that. The one weakness I have besides my wide receiver three is my tight end. I draft, I, I don't remember who I drafted, but I ended up having Evan Ingram on my team for a good chunk of the season. And he wasn't, he wasn't bad, but I believe he had a buy. So I picked up Higby and just rolled with Higby and Higby has pretty much consistently been getting me like zeros or ones. And there's just nobody else to pick up. The last three games combined, he has 4.5 points. Uh, but there's there's wow. like nobody to get Evan Ingram. Yeah, unless like you four. have Kelsey, like it's kind right. of a dart throw. Yeah, I mean, I did see that, uh, Albert, you dropped Darren Waller. I, I think you picked him up and then dropped him right away. And I, saw I that picked him up, but yeah, I prioritized quarterback. <laughs> so like, you know, but like I like Schultz and... Sean's a Cowboys fan. Like, I hate the Cowboys, but, like, Dalton Schultz has been a good... Actually, Dalton Schultz is part of the Stevenson trade. So, I got Stevenson was, and yeah. Schultz. Yeah, was, you know. It was Field, Stevenson, and Schultz for Pollard, Mac Jones, and Kyle Pitts. Okay. Definitely. So, like, you know, like, Bruno got Tony Pollard, who's been a top 10 running back, but, like, a I got three starters, basically. Right, you got three (laughs) better assets, pretty much. From one trade. From one trade, because, you know, Fields to Mac Jones, you know, ends up being a huge upgrade for you. Um, You could say Stevenson and Pollard was a wash. Um, And then Schultz is a big upgrade (laughs) over Pitts. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Bruno, if you're listening. Yes, thank you. Although, although, and yeah, thank you to cousin Bruno. Cousin Bruno. Yeah, I will say that cousin Bruno did it. I brought her up right now, but I like the Darren Waller pickup. 
I saw that and I was like nine minutes late because I would have him in my lineup right now for sure. Over Higby is probably going to get me. A Honestly, I thought about you because like I was like, <laughs> if I drop Waller, like you know, I looked at your tight end. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I really didn't want you, but like. I wasn't sure if Mike White was going to start or not, like, you know, because, like, you never know injury reports. You know, like, I I lost Murray last week, so, like, I'm like, I need a quarterback. I'm not going to start Riddler, <laughs> you know, like, you know, who hasn't proven anything, you know, like, so, like, but, like, yeah, in this league, like, quarterback's I mean, look priorities. at your team, there's not really anyone else you could have dropped, and if you want Harris just so you have that handcuff or Stevenson, it makes sense, but, yeah, yeah otherwise your, your bench is pretty stacked. Thank you. So this this is looking to be a really interesting matchup, and I think that the um, you know the trajectory of both of your teams was kind of similar. I think a lot of people counted both of you guys out early on in the season, and now those same people are me uh, are out of the playoffs now, and in the <laughs> uh, the constellation bracket. Um, so. Albert, how are you feeling about this week? How confident are you that you can um, you can bring home a win here? Mm, honestly, not. I have a chance, but like Brandon's been killing it. <laughs> so like you know, like six wins in a row speaks for itself. Um, I've dealt with injury. Like I lost Murray. T. Higgins was a no-show last week. You know, I started him and got, like, no points. Like, you know, I, so, like, I, I'm confident if I pick the right players. I am torn between picking four out of five right here. Watto, Higgins, Smith. I'm picking Smith for sure. Because, you know, yeah, you know, Smith's been good in the matchup and Christian Watson, um, and Judy. Like, I have to make the right decision. Um, yeah, right now, Brandon, like, if you're looking like, this will change, because I'm leaning towards benching Waddle because of the nine feet snow and putting in Judy, because Judy <laughs> had 30 points last week. But... It come could come back to bite me because like you know Jared Judy I mean not Judy uh, Waddle could blow up for like thirty points any week. So like it's up to me to make the right choice. As for running back, uh, Stevenson I'm gonna actually assume he's out. He didn't practice today. Uh, Montgomery is he got like the flu? I don't know. He's sick. But like I think by Sunday he's fine. I don't want to root against my Eagles. You know, my egos are nasty. Like, I love my egos, but, like, if they're going to get beat somewhere, maybe it's a run. So, you know, who, I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't think I have great matchups this week, and I have to make tough decisions, like, you know, like benching Waddle potentially. Or if Higgins, honestly, this, if Higgins doesn't practice full tomorrow, I will bench him because he gave me a donut last week. <laughs> And with the Bengals, like, it's a tough decision, like, you know, like, unless he gets a full practice, like, fully healthy practice, like, you know, I'm not really confident about Higgins either. But, but, I mean, I have Dalton Schultz against Jacksonville. I think that'll be a high-scoring game. I have Christian Watson. 
against the you know LA Rams, you know, like that will be a high scoring game. Um, assuming White plays against Detroit, that's why I picked up Wilson, you know, he's super cute and like, you know, the twink supreme, like, you know, he's a really attractive looking guy. But that's an that's an amazing matchup too, like, you know. Um and they're like what over under is like forty eight or forty seven. I don't know. It's high up there. So like, you know, it's I can anticipate a high scoring game. Fields against the Eagles, I don't feel great about because yeah, <laughs> you know, we've been nasty. But, you know, Fields also brings the rushing element, so like, you know, he throws two picks, you know, but he has a hundred yards rushing and a touchdown. You know, that makes up for it. So, like, I think I have a chance. I don't think I'm the favorite, despite what the projection says. Like, you know, but I have Stevenson in there. He's 14 points, you know, but I'm probably going to bench him because I don't think he's going to play. But I don't think my team should be underestimated because I have quarterbacks. I have running backs or kind of injured, but I'll probably put in Rashad White. Um, who's, you know, which I, I would prefer for net sat, but he's still getting more carries and more touches in general. Half point PPR, and I have solid receivers, like, you know, like, even if I bench Waddle, like, it will still be, assuming Higgins is healthy, Higgins, Smith, Christian Watson, <laughs> and Judy. So, like, I think that's a formidable, you know, squad of receivers you should be afraid of and Dalton Schultz against Jacksonville should be a high scoring game yeah yeah I think it's going to be definitely interesting and and Brandon said earlier that that you have a stacked bench and and honestly going into playoff time sometimes I feel like that can be a bit of a curse um, because it is mentally taxing as to who you're going to put in there and you know there's always that chance that you'll swap somebody out last minute um, because you know, and it just doesn't work out and it's just something to stress. Sometimes I, I like it better when you don't have any depth at all. So you don't have any decisions to make and you just have to hope for the best because at least you won't have to worry True. about the consequences. I agree. But then injuries happen. <laughs> I yeah. basically lost three players last week, Murray, Stevenson, and, or I guess Higgins, which was, a he was healthy. He wasn't even, he wasn't even an injury report, you know, then he just didn't play. <laughs> He played one snap. Yeah, I think he like, got the hurt fuck? on, think he got on the pregame, or, or yeah, something like that. So like, what's one of those things? Like, I'm like, okay, but yeah, and then Bruno beat me. So like, you know, but luckily, yeah, Dakota didn't quite score enough. Yeah, I took care of him for you. So thank you, I appreciate that. Well, Derek Carr took care of him <laughs> for you. <laughs> Five point difference. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> So, Brandon, how are you feeling about this week? You know, you're still on a, a six-game win streak. Your team is probably the, the hottest team right now in the league. Uh, are you feeling pretty confident for this game this weekend? Yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about it, to be honest. I, I just need to hope that Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams really carry me like they have been, and maybe I'll get lucky get another good game out of Trevor Lawrence or Zeke, someone like that. And I think I have enough heavy hitting players that I can realistically take uh, like zeros or one, two, three points out of McKenzie and Higby. 
yeah i'm i'm a little bit uh I, i'm a little bit concerned with uh with the the zeke matchup because you know as us as eagles fans know that the cowboys are already looking at the eagles so uh an mvp jalen hurts so not sure if they're going to be taking jacksonville all that seriously but no i'm, I'm just i'm just messing around I, I i think that um i think that this is going to be a really even matchup honestly um sean i don't know i don't know how how you feel about this but uh, i feel like the projections for this um i think it's pretty accurate in terms of how close it will be um but what do you think sean i think albert has more upside i also think he has more potential to bust here so i could see him going anywhere from you know 140 to like 80 um whereas i don't see much of a potential for brandon to score less than 100 um so i definitely think he has to save her floor um because it's the playoffs i think i would give the edge to albert just for that upside um but i do think it's gonna be really close yeah, I I'm kind of I kind of see the same thing. I think Fields is just such a wild card, right? Where I feel like because he's just so different than what the Eagles have faced before this year, um, I feel like that could cause them some issues. You know, they are prone to uh, you know to run weaknesses. On the flip side of that, though, you know the the defense does go up against Jalen Hurts, who also is a you know, in practice, and he's also a running threat. I'm not sure how often he actually takes off in practice, and I know that the, you know, contact and all that's limited during the season. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not really sure uh, what to expect. I, I don't think the Bears are really all that great, um, but with Fields, I just feel like there's so much potential for him to get it done either, you know, by air or ground um, that I feel like that's going to be... Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I was like getting blown out. out. But, like, I'm hoping for garbage shine points here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the big thing with Albert's team that concerns me is is all the question marks, right? Stevenson might be out. Waddle might be playing in a snowstorm. Um, Higgins, some, you know, tends to kind of go AWOL. Put up donuts. Um, <laughs> right. But then he'll have a good week. Like, you know, like, I'm just like, okay. Like, you know. Okay, let me ask you guys this. Like, if you had to pick four out of five, like, which – four of my receivers watson i think this is your most lineup. i agree i think this is keeping waddle in yeah i have jimmy's on my bench it's a playoff he had 30 points last week (sighs) yeah with no no sutton i would not be able to live with myself if like waddle went off you know and i benched him yeah and i benched him I feel like there's too much potential for that to to work, and even if if it's you know raining and surf, you know snowing in Buffalo, you know they're going to be doing a lot of running, and I feel like Waddle you know could definitely be you know sent on like an end around or something like that, and still contribute even if the passing game isn't on point. I feel like he's that versatile of a player, and he has so much upside. I just I couldn't justify taking him out of the game. But again, don't don't let us influence your decision because I wouldn't be able to live with myself if you lost <laughs> because of <laughs> Judy going I, off on the Cardinals I, trash it's defense. Terrible playoffs. So. It's a, such a hard decision. I'm definitely not benching Smith because Chicago. That's a great matchup. I feel like you know, but like it's like even Christian Watson's been hot. Like you know, yeah. Christian Watson has like more than 19 points in the last four weeks. 
but yeah, and I'm also like the Los Angeles, like you know, yeah, the Los Angeles, yeah, that's a green matchup right there. Right. So like I feel, but like I'm like, who do I bench? It has to be Waddle or Higgins. I'm honestly hoping if Higgins, I would rather have Higgins rolled out <laughs> like at this point, you know, so I can make my decision, you know, like fuck you, Higgins, you know, like you got me zero last week. Yeah, see, my my biggest question mark here in this lineup is Mike White. You know, I don't know how many ribs he has right. left, and he's going <laughs> up against Detroit. I just don't know. Oh, I'm worried about that too. But yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have no choice really. Yeah, I'm not going to play Riddler. That projection. Yeah, if you, if you're missing Stevenson, Higgins, and like White ends up getting hurt again, I, I would have to go Brandon. Definitely. Um, it's just but if close. White plays the whole game, though, it's a Detroit. It's yeah, the over under for that game, game is like forty seven. <laughs> it's a high scoring game. So definitely, I, I definitely think, like I said earlier, you have a, a lot of a uh, bigger range of, of uh, outcomes here, where I think Brandon yeah. very safely will score over a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I feel like out of like a hundred different times, I feel like for this matchup, uh, Brandon wins ninety two of those. That's that's kind of what I'm feeling. I think it's going to be close, um, but I just I feel more confident going in uh, with Brandon's lineup. I just think that it's very consistent. Um, you know, there's some question marks with you know the Raiders. I'm assuming that they're going to bounce back from last week, and Devontae Adams is going to have a good week against New England. Um, but I just feel like there's way way less question marks with Brandon's lineup. Um, as opposed to uh, to Albert, so I'm I'm actually going to be leaning Brandon here. I think the I'll only agree. two crusher marks is Higby and McKenzie. Yeah, McKenzie versus is... Devonte Smith. Okay, well that's how it is right now because this is my lineup will change depending <clears throat> on tomorrow's practices. <laughs> I'd say the one other kind of concern of mine is that Aaron Jones is questionable playing on Monday night. I do have. AJ Dillon that I could pop in there, but they're playing the Rams. If it's a blowout and Aaron Jones is a little bit banged up, I could see them just sitting him for a good part of the game after he's already locked into my lineup. That's a good point too. But yeah, I'm feeling like Tyler Higby. Hopefully. Tyler Higby hopefully comes up big for me on Monday night. That's what I need. Tyler Higby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's he got was shaving all no, he's, uh, Now I might go Albert. <laughs> he's had six, zero, two, two in the last four weeks. Higby's the last person I would want to rely on to win me a game. Yeah, I'm looking at free agents right now. I may drop him right now. <laughs> he's been so bad. Man, Thank you, Bruno, a... for picking Waller. <laughs> I was really afraid you would pick up Waller because Waller could be a zero yeah, or like a, that, a 20. Yeah. The second you drop Higby, though, like Baker's gonna find him for like two touchdowns. Oh, I know. He yeah. probably will. I mean, Greg Dolchik, I'm looking at right now, looks pretty intriguing on the waiver wire. Oh yeah, Bruno he's had dropped like, him for Waller. He's had like 19 points over the last three games. Where Higby's only at four. Speaking of Bruno, can we talk about the Bruno and Calvin drama? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we might as well touch upon it while we're here. Calvin was going through your mind throughout so, all the whole drama. So I, I like to keep things interesting and, and nothing I, I post has really any like deep meaning to it on the chat. Um, I just like the memes and just like, you know, outrageous things being posted in there. 
So, you know, I, I think I've, I've had quite a few, uh, I guess, shots at Bruno of him photoshopped on various things in various ways. Uh, there's just a whole bunch of different things. Obviously, we went a little bit uh, haywire a couple weeks back when um, maybe uh, certain things shouldn't be photoshopped on certain things. But, um, yeah, man, I was just I was just having fun with it. Uh, and I, I think Bruno was, too. Uh, I, I do think he was a little bit uh, butthurt with some of the things, but um, you know, I, I, th I think we were both having some some fun there. I enjoyed it. I added. I will say, I'm surprised Bruno has it in him, him to yeah. to fight back. <laughs> like we all know, Calman, what he can do, but like you know. I'm a, Damn, Bruno, like, <laughs> Bruno's been calling Kalman out this whole season, like, do you, do you have a life where you don't, like, you know, like, you know, like, you have too much free time, that he spends, like, the entire day, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm like, Bruno, do you have a life? You know, what do you do? You know, do you work? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, bro, <laughs> like, you know, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, you're spending more time than Kalman doing all these, like, you know, <laughs> like, random, like, Photoshop, like, you know, finding, like, random gay guys online, like, on Google, like, you know, these hot guys, you know, I'm like, who is this guy? He's hot, but, like, you know, like, did you just search him up? <laughs> like, you know, or did you just type in hot guy, you know, on Google, like, you know, and Photoshop Calvin's face, and I'm like, what is this? I mean, I got a kick, I loved it, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, I wonder, like, what the league thought about that, you know, like, was it you know too inappropriate or was it hilarious like brandon what do you think i mean i personally thought it was funny whenever i see any of the really vulgar inappropriate stuff i'll usually chuckle at it and not really reply just because i don't can't have any track record of that and my involvement in that it's probably not good i just said that on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> sean as a commissioner yeah, i think, some of, it, think, of I think some of it's funny I'm of the, um, you know, the, uh, what's the WWE commissioner, uh, the former one? Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. I'm, I'm of the mindset that, uh, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity, you know. I'm, I'm all about the uh, the activity and the engagement, and so uh, I, I always encourage it. And, uh, you know, it's all, it's, we, we know it's all in good fun. And um, It's in good fun, as long as no hate, hate against each other like you know we all respect each other right so anything you know nothing racist or you know yeah like well speaking of Vince McMahon he was actually just accused of rape yesterday oh oh god we uh we this is a uh a non-rapist <laughs> podcast we uh we do not condone ra rapism <laughs> right, right, right oh, yeah, that's here. what we don't like Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. But that is true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he had to step rapist. down. A while back, he had to step down from WWE because of, like, allegations, and it seemed like he escaped them, and now he just got accused again yesterday. So not looking good for him. Maybe he'll yes. get a 12-game suspension. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Deshaun Watson got a slap on the wrist, but... I mean, that, uh, again, allegedly... But still, <laughs> like, yeah. like you go to that many massages and that many happy endings, like, sheesh, <laughs> like, yeah, he, just... yeah, that dude has a fetish. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly just glad that he didn't want to go to the Eagles. That's like one of the, the biggest yeah. lessons ever. Um, I don't know how interested they were in him. I don't know if that was real or if it was just smoke screens or whatever, but I'm happy that things worked out the way they did for the Eagles and we don't have to, to deal with having... <laughs> deal with uh, that rapist. Yeah. That would have completely killed my enjoyment of the uh, the Eagles if that were to happen. So I'm glad that we, we have our guy, MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts. Um, yes. We don't have to worry about Deshaun Watson anywhere near Philadelphia. So... Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely too. some interesting, uh, interesting chat stuff. And, you know, obviously the, uh, the chat was not PC. Sean, does, does Alexander ever bring up any of this stuff when we're, Oh, all the time. Does Alexander think I'm, does Alexander think I'm like a fuck? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Alexander, I love he'll you. He'll be, he'll be listening to this. Yeah. He, he, he brings up all the topics to me. Oh. oh my god it's just it's Should funny I... because you know alexander i'm also 30 so years old now <laughs> yeah i mean Alex, alexander's going to college next year he's uh he's he a, was a baby last time i saw him like in my head he's still like that you know <laughs> that little kid that we were playing like uh mario party with over at your house um like years ago you know back yeah, in he's, like he's bigger than me now it's crazy that's how i see him too i don't think i've seen him any time since then yeah, he was just like this, you know, little kid. So it's it's just it's crazy. Like you know, when we had him on and just like, you know, hearing him, like I guess talk about stuff. It's like last time I I saw you in person, like, you know, you didn't really say much of anything, and you were just really small. So it's just, it's just very strange. Oh yeah, you're in the Carolinas now, right, Common? Yeah, yeah. So it's just it's kind of crazy, um, but you just kind of forget, I guess, like how old everybody is uh, gotten. Since then. life yeah but also like you know we shouldn't baby alexander he's growing up so like you know we should respect him oh yeah you know, we need he's... to be more aggressive in the chat now <laughs> you know, no limits that's that's what i think so but yeah we just try to keep things interesting and i think that you know this league you know the sleeper app having the chat room it kind of you know feeds oh, that's why i love this app like yeah, I my odd league is Yahoo, and it's not nearly as interactive. Yeah, like I mean, no one's talking to each other. Like it's yeah, just no one's saying shit. Like quiet. You know. It's like right. being in a league. If like you're in like the Stones family league, where no one says anything. <laughs> radio <laughs> silence. Patrick and and what's his uh, Jeff? Jeff. Yeah, and Christian McCream Castle. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's it's nice to have that and. The fact that I have a place to just post pictures of people that I've never met in my life. Bruno. <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> just Bruno. You know, because I, I had a thing going back with uh, with Jeff. He never responded to anything, but I know he saw them because he brought it up with Sean. Like how I photoshopped Warren Sapp with him and uh, the tweet with uh, uh, the information about uh, John Gruden, him holding that, that article that was accusing John Gruden of being racist. Oh. Um, you know, all of those, uh, OJ Mahomes. Um, yeah, it was, uh, there was, there was some stuff going on there. So it's like, I know he saw it. Um, that happened early on in the league. Um, but it is nice to have that impact on people. And I think it does make the league more interesting. Yeah. At least, you know, with our family, like Bruno, myself, cousin John, like we'll fight back. So <laughs> And the only Bruno's problem I have back. with Bruno 
is that he needs to learn how to post something better than a JPEG on Facebook because <laughs> it looks like he's using the Game Boy camera for those <laughs> To his, I mean, he is like 40 or whatever he is. He's the old one. It's like, I don't think he, I don't think there's an HD photo of Bruno out there. <laughs> it's it's kind of kind of crazy. It makes it more difficult, more challenging to... Um, I'm to sure Bruno is trying to navigate his way through technology. Like, you know, give him... <laughs> Some slack. He's a bit. Uh, he's uh, he's a generation above us. We're millennials, you know. Whatever he is, what what's what's above millennials? Gen X. Gen yeah, he's a Gen X, I guess. So he, he but like to to his credit, you know, he's trying. He is trying. Yeah, he he's and he's. Definitely, we saw some, you know, some growth with him this this year, making some some memes and snapping back. And I'm curious to see uh, how he'll carry that on to next year. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been a, a fun year, though. Uh, obviously, for me, it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. Um, but you know, it's it was obviously awesome having both of you guys on, and and it was cool watching uh, both of your seasons just take two. Uh, sharp turns uh, in the right direction um, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye out on both of your uh, both your scores uh, we gotta talk about a uh, wild card round game two. Oh, that's right All we right. do have another wild card this weekend we do let's see and Christian's and been killing it <laughs> I'm just gonna he say yeah been. like yeah but to, yeah uh Taking Christian. Yeah, I mean, I think I would take Christian too. I mean, he's he's one. He's been killing it, but he's also got George Kittle, who's playing as we speak. He's got over twenty points, so over twenty out of your tight end is it's pretty big. That's big, yeah. Yeah, that is huge. I mean, that more than makes up for uh, whatever DK's doing right now. And seven points. I mean, that's <clears throat> not terrible. Um, there's a lot of times this season where I would have liked to have a seven point wide receiver, but, um, you know, Christian, I think he has a lot of things going for him. He stayed quiet this year, kept his head down, kept working. Um, you know, he's still at the Flyers game playing basketball <laughs> tonight. Um, so that I'm sure is, uh, energizing this team as well. Um, but you know, game right, he's going got on. 17, seven, well, both Patrick and Christian have their oh, yeah. two. To recap, we're talking scoring. about. We're talking about uh, the nine and five New Jersey football team, Christian Castle versus the eight and six the Butchers, Patrick Stone. Like he scored like three hundred more than me. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't see a chance against him <laughs> or any either of them. Yeah, Christian's number one in the power rankings for a reason. You know, he he seems oh, two hundred. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy looking at the projection right now he's projected at 142 points um compared to patrick's 124 so that's kind of scary if i was patrick and patrick's team is nasty too um patrick's yeah. team is the most points for in the league and the most overall wins yeah this is i think yeah. I, I mean we kind of have a little bit of a hindsight in that kittle has yeah, such I a good start I think that's the matchup of the week. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> me and Brandon's matchup, like, you know, like, well, you know, our matchup is like, you know, forget about our matchup. Like, they're, they're the good matchup. <laughs> Two of the best teams. We couldn't get either of them on the podcast tonight. We were trying yeah, to. Just, 
Christian's playing basketball at the Flyers game, so. <laughs> and Patrick has a uh, Chromebook, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Christian's like the busiest guy out there. I think even like the last when we had the draft, he was at like Red Lobster, eating some Cheddar Bay biscuits, Red Lobster. Oh, that sounds good right now. It does. It does. But I'm I'm definitely leaning uh, Christian's way here. But you know, it definitely could be a, a toss up. I just feel like Christian's team is just too powerful. Um, I kind of forgot all these players that he had. It's it's. Like Jesus stacked. Christ! It's stacked, and he's made the least amount like, of points all season. He hasn't done a shit. Team league. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, it's crazy. Patrick's team can always. Yeah, he's drafted well, <clears throat> but yeah, he guess. drafted really well. I think this, I remember him getting Miles Sanders with like for no money at the very end, like no one else could bid on him. He got him for five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I would have much rather had him than J.K. Dobbins, who I mm. probably paid more for. Right. Wow. It's overall solid team. These are two just really good teams. I am gonna. Agree. I think we're all in agreement that I th- we think Christian's gonna win. But Patrick, I think we'll put up a good fight. Um, it just. Yeah, you and Xander have sacked teams too, but no, Christian's team is pretty sacked. Yeah, this, Actually, this might be maybe more sacked. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to face any of these guys sacked. next round. <laughs> you no, know, I don't want to face. I don't want to face either. I mean, I, I've gotten no no shade on you, Brandon. But like you know, like I think. I'd rather face you than Patrick or Christian. You know, like we're yeah, more I'm in agreement. You know, yeah, like I you agree. know, your favorite, I think so. But like, you know, but yeah, at least like I have a chance against you. Yeah, I mean, you are favored right now, according to Sleeper. Well, Stevenson's probably not going to play, so. It's true. And he's projected 14 points, so like I'm like, I'm going to switch him out. White. Only time will tell. Only I could also take out Tyler Higby and pick up pick <laughs> up the tight end on the waiver wire who's projected more. Mm, yeah, so yeah, that is true. Yes, yeah, so this this uh this matchup between uh the New Jersey football team and the Butchers could very well be the highest combined score of this uh this playoffs. Just looking at it. I'm just glad they're knocking each other out. Like, the two best teams. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you know, one of them's got to go home. So, like, you know, so, like, we don't have to worry about both of them. I'm really glad I had this bye week. Yeah, I was very close to that bye week. I was, like, three teams away from – it's a very – three wins, actually. Just three total overall wins. Wow. Yeah, that's – And I had a chance on Monday night. Like, two of the teams were – Couple of the teams were very close to in that tier. I needed like one hundred one to. Calvin was a point 13. off. Yeah, it's very close. I think there was someone that had ninety nine points. Yeah, I had ninety nine. Calvin had a hundred. Um, Thank you, Calvin. Uh, John uh, had one fifteen, so he was off by two. Yeah, Dakota ninety six. I mean, what I is John just, doing? Like you know, like he was talking close. shit. He was like you know, like, the rapist curse. You had the rapist curse, and then Al- Alexander got it, and he started. Losing we all got it. Like John was like, "Oh, I'm gonna tear down this league," you know. Like you know, all of a sudden, like I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, John, you <laughs> traded away Christian McCream Pie." Bruno won thirteen point nine eight. So Bruno has a solid squad, but he just dug himself into. Yeah, big he's of a hole. he's been turning it up the uh, later half of the season. Like, yeah, that, that his, ro- his roster is pretty solid. I mean, he okay, lost well, Debo. 
probably a big They lost Debo, okay. Mm. Assuming Debo was healthy, but... And who the fuck is Ben Shun... Whatever. <laughs> Look at this. Ben Scott. I don't know who this is. Ben Scourneck. He's just been pretty bad. He had a oh, decent okay. week last game. He's kind uh-huh. of like the poor man's Cooper Cup. I see. Right. Yeah, I had him for a while. Didn't do anything for me. <laughs> he looked like when he was out there, he looks just like Cup because they yeah. have similar numbers. They're like, <laughs> I think, 10 and 18. They're both white. They're both white, too. <laughs> and they're both around the same height, <clears throat> I believe. Man. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely one of my uh, people I circled as a replacement for Cup, but it just didn't <laughs> pan out for yeah, me. I think I had him for like a week or two, and uh, I was like, all right, now. That's enough of that. Yo. <laughs> Bruno tried to sell me a Mariota, like, based on how handsome he was, as, you know, I'm gay, like, you know, he's, like, when we know Gush, like, you know, like, well, Marcus is handsome, you know, like, just earlier on, like, you know, not saying that's how you try to get trades with me, you don't try to sell me all your most attractive players, but. I tried to trade you Jimmy G Bruno. for uh, Kyler, but that didn't work. It didn't work. Jimmy G's not my type. I mean, he's hot, but like you know, it's too I don't like fish. I don't like. Eh, I don't like. I like younger guys, and I also don't like facial hair. Joe Burrow is really hot, though. Just I'm realizing facial that... hair. He is like the five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Oh, okay. He looks like like if you were like to like use an AI generator and and put in like handsome man, like that's what it would pop up. <laughs> yeah, I do I mean, love He's Jimmy handsome. Jay. He's I've handsome. got a man, a bit of a man crush on Jimmy. Oh yeah, he's handsome, but like he's not my. He's type. a leader of men. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marcus is pretty cute too, actually. But like, he's just right not now, very good not. at football. Yeah, Bruno was like, like, you know, like you want Marcus, like you know. Yeah, he needed Chip Kelly to unlock his full potential, and it never yeah. happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember Bruno Litter is like, you know, he's handsome. I'm like, yeah, he is. <laughs> That that's Bruno's trade negotiation tactics. Uh, tactics, I mean. So he just sends you uh, glamour shots of all the players. He just sends me like hot players, basically. <laughs> you know, you want this guy? You know, he's hot. <laughs> he's a second stringer, but yeah. Well, Sean, was there any other questions that you'd like to ask our two? Uh contestants before we wrap it up i was just going to ask on the their final statements and uh, i was going to say best of luck to both of you gentlemen yeah i could i'll I'll start off with my final statement i guess it's uh, it's really just i've i've won six in a row i won on a big win streak to win the entire league last year and i think i'm going to do the same thing this year albert your response my response is just best of luck. I've also what was my win streak? You were, I think, five games. I think you went six and two down the okay, stretch. I've, I've clawed my way back, so don't underestimate me. And I think I have a solid squad. So, like you know, to everyone's point, like you know, high variance. Could be very high scoring or could be low scoring, but don't count me out. So yeah, it'll you, be you a good were, matchup. 
you were a six game win streak and then you lost two straight to close out the season. Okay. So, so both of you guys six so, game win streaks. Yeah. So, you know, it, it'll be a good matchup. And I'm glad to be facing you again in a rematch from yeah, last rematch year. Rematch of last year's wildcard round. Yeah. So, I know Kelsey went off that last year, but still won. <laughs> But even despite Kelsey when I had Kelsey last year, like he went off for like what forty points or thirty, so I don't know. But I think my team is solid all around. I have a lot of depth. Like even the Stevens is out, I can put in Rashad White. I don't think Montgomery will be. He's just got the flu. It seems like, unless there's more bad news. But I just got to make good decisions in terms of my wide receivers, like Waddle, Higgins, Smith. Watson or Judy, <laughs> pick four out of five, and I gotta make the right decision because I yeah, think well, they all have uh, they all have upside. Little uh, EFFL history before we uh, sign off. Uh, Brandon won last year's wild card ma- round matchup one thirty one point three to one thirteen point five two. Taylor made versus RIP Christian McCream pie. Mm-hmm. Um, Albert's right. He uh, Kelsey had thirty six point one, but. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup at thirty point two for Brandon, and uh, you know he also had twenty three from Jonathan Taylor, nineteen from Christian Kirk, um, Devonte Adams at thirteen, Austin Moreau had ten. So uh, overall, he just had a. Uh, this trips. might be the week I root for Dallas. <laughs> Go Cowboys! <laughs> Fuck up Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> go go, Micah Parsons. Uh, go, Micah Parsons this week. Sack Trevor Lawrence like ten times, <laughs> so, but it'll be a good matchup. Well, there you have it. Preview for the wild card game for Week Fifteen. Brandon and cousin Albert, thank you for joining us today, and good luck in your wild card matchup on Sunday. Well, I guess technically now slash Sunday. <laughs> It's Saturday. 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 (laughs) Good luck to both of you. (laughs) Thank you you for having us. Peace. Oh, there we go.